Welcome to P.S. You Are Loved, hosted by your girls, Serenity and Tanisha. We're two childhood besties who have been through it all. We'll be sharing ideas and stories about personal growth, self-love, and living your best life. And as always, if you haven't been told yet today, P.S. You Are Loved. Hey everyone, welcome back to PSU Are Loved. It's your girl Serenity and Tanisha. We're super excited to be back. And today we are talking about letting go. Let letting go. Talking about letting go. You put like the frozen song in the background. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. <laughs> that was your snippet of our singing abilities. I hope that you enjoyed that. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're talking about letting go today, and that can mean so many different things to everybody who is listening. Um, and I think the biggest takeaway before we even get into this is that it's going to look different for everyone. And obviously, whatever struggles you're going through, whatever things are happening in your life, the idea of letting go of something, someone, um, some item, um, energy, like it, it goes beyond the physical. It doesn't necessarily have to be something you're throwing into the trash or burning or letting go of. It's, it's, it could be metaphorical. It could be a, um, metaphor. It could be a physical thing. It could be a person in your life. It could be social media. Mm -hmm. Um, because letting go of things that are no longer serving us is really, really important. And you know me, I love to link whatever we're talking to with wellness and, you know, the idea that holding on to some things, holding on to that baggage, whether it's emotional, a job, whatever else, it really can impact your health. And, you know, the body holds on to the energy and it can manifest into things that you don't want. And so it's not a fault of your own, but it's something to be aware of and that letting go can really truly expansively open up space in your life, in your body for, for much better. So let's dive in. I'm curious from your perspective, Serenity, you know, has holding on really actually ever served you or anybody that you know? Uh, the short answer is no. Um, the long answer is yes and no. And I say yes, because if you're looking at the short term of holding on to something, it feels good. It's comfortable. Um, it's familiar. And you're telling yourself, no, you need this. You need this in order for, for life to exist, for you to be able to work for the situations to work out. Um, you've convinced yourself that this is a good thing. So in the short term, I want to say, yes, I do believe that all the things that I did hold on to for too long did serve its purpose at that time. And I think there's always a trigger moment for most people where they finally have had enough and decided that, you know, it's time to let go. But until then, um, it's, it, it does seem like it's, it's working, you know, and then you realize that it's, it's no longer serving you and you have to kind of let go. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's my short and long answer is that sometimes in the short term, it does feel like it's serving you until you're finally out of the situation and you're like, I don't, I don't need this anymore. And you are reflecting and you're like, wow, I wish I did this sooner, but it's always retrospect, you know, when you're looking back thinking, oh, if only. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. And I feel like it's hard when you're in it 
to realize that this is something that you have to let go. And so I, fi I find investing trust in people that you care about and who definitely don't care about you are the ones who can say to you, hey, mm, you know, I, I, I know you, I love you, and maybe this thing that you're holding on to is not serving you. And I think having that contract with a friend or a family member or somebody who's going to have what they call, I think on Big Brother, they call it being vetoed. Like they have that one vote where they can like cancel this person or this thing with a close friend like you serenity like you've always been that person where you were going to tell me the truth whether it's awesome it hurts it's ugly because that's we, we want each other to grow and so there have been plenty of times when you've planted seeds in my head about like you know this job i don't know if this is really aligned with you you know this person really nice but maybe you need to let them go on i think when you know that you have trust in that person and they, you know that they're doing it purely out of a love for you, it's easier to accept that where other people say it and you're just like, girl, you're just jealous or you're just being a bitch or a jerk or whatever else. And that you can't see past their intention um, because you're too much stuck in your ego. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, again, I think it's, it's, it's a personal journey that you have to go through. Like I can say whatever I want to say to you. And I mean, sometimes it takes years to get to that place where you're like, all right, I'm finally hearing and listening. My body is on the same page with my mind and my heart, et cetera. Um, but it, it ultimately is up to you to come to that place where you're like, all right, I'm done with this. I don't want to do this anymore. And hopefully it doesn't take that long, you know, and hopefully you have someone in your corner that is planting the seeds and whispering in your ear to remind you, not not to badger you or make you feel like shit about your circumstances or your situation, but to remind you that you are bigger, better, deserve more yeah. than what you are sitting in right now, you know, no matter what the situation is, but you're right. It, it, it is, it's, it's, it's really, it's really hard, but getting into the wellness aspect of it. And I love the fact that you mentioned that because I would not have even thought about it like that, but especially with today's climate with, you know, our immune systems and us not functioning at our highest beings. Um, please explain to me more how energy is actually affecting our, our, how energy and how energy is actually affecting our letting go process. Yes. So, I mean, I am no expert, but I've always listened to books like The Secret and you know, different spiritual teachers and scientists and doctors, and we're all energetic beings. If you go down to the very core of our cells and our atoms, it's all energy and we're all, everything is just vibrating. That's how things move. That's how matter and mass happens to be able to coexist together. So everything is energy. And when you look at, there's this thing called the emotional scale. And the emotional scale starts at the, at the top is love. That's the highest vibration, the highest energetic frequency. And the lowest is, I, I believe it's fear or guilt or hatred. Like they're very, very low on the emotional scale. And, and this emotional scale, again, is energy. And so when you're thinking about things that you have in your life that it's difficult for you to let go, you have to ask yourself, what's the energy around this thing that I can't, that I can't seem to drop? And most often, not all the time, but most often, you're not able to let that thing go because of things and, and emotions and energy that are lower on this scale. Fear, judgment jealousy, anger, sadness, grief, whatever it is, which we're all human. We have these emotions and these feelings, but those emotions are so low on the energy scale that unfortunately, if you're not able to work through them and let this thing go, drop that person, drop that drop that job. You know, I talk to people who are a lot of the times overweight and sometimes 
it is because they've just not eaten well, but sometimes it's because they've had a traumatic experience. And sometimes in their mind, I've heard this said before, overweight is overlooked. And so if you had a traumatic sexual assault or something like that, and then you became a lot more overweight, it's these people who've said this have said that, you know, it's overweight is overlooked. And so you're not going to get attacked if you have all this extra luggage on you. And so it's just, how long do you want to stay in that energetic frequency? How long do you want to stay in that emotional state? Because you can come out of it, whether it's on your own, through your own hard will or seeking outside support. But the main thing to come to on the wellness space is that when you're living in this lower frequency, it's permeating your cells. It's literally changing the vibration of your body. Your body is becoming more acidic. Your body is becoming lower vibration. You're not able to work through illnesses. Like you've, you're actually becoming a better host because you're not energetically and cell, at a cellular level able to fight off these things that are constantly trying to invade your body. You know, stress has a physical response. You know, when you get stressed, your heart beats faster. You start to sweat. You have adrenal fatigue. You know, adrenal fatigue is an actual hormone that's released from your brain in your body. And when you're constantly in this state of stress and adrenal fatigue, that's a lot of tax on your body. Your, your body is physically exhausted, right? And so it's a lot easier for symptoms and illnesses to come into your body when you can't let go of things that are literally no longer serving you. Whether that's that past relationship and you're just obsessing about why, why, why. Whether it's this job that you know your boss and the team is disrespecting you and you're not, they're not seeing you for your, for your value. That's degrading your emotional energy and, and your ability to move on to bigger and better things. And all of these things have a wellness implication um, that really is very avoidable not always easy, but extremely avoidable. And so when we think about in Japan, they actually have a, 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 a name, a word. It's called Kiroshi for death by stress. Wow. Well, to let go of work because of certain expectations and whatever else. So Kiroshi, it's a real thing. It's not like this woo-woo, oh yeah, you're so stressed. No, they actually know that because of how hard people have to work and this expectation you know, people are sleeping on the subway constantly because they're working all the time that when they die, based on certain things, they know that they're dying of stress, of Kiroshi. Right. Wow. That's so powerful. That is like so scary to think of. And it's, it's, I really do think that it's a, it's a testament to our times today. And I think it's, it's almost probably going to rise because of the fact that a lot of people are working from home and there isn't that idea that you can turn off and switch off, you know, and letting go could be as simple as that is setting those boundaries for yourself so that you are actually turning off when you should turn off and escaping in a way, so to speak from work stuff from home stuff from whatever it is and, and and taking back in for yourself you know but it's it's something that you have to train yourself to do you have to actually you know use that muscle memory to keep repeating those steps where you are telling yourself time to turn off time to turn off yeah and i think we're so used to in our world right now of like getting stuff done fast having results fast and the thing is is like whatever you're holding on to and not able to let go it's built up over time and so you have to kind of give yourself grace to realize that it's going to take time to let, to actually let go of this thing. And so I'm curious for you, Serenity, you know, what are some tangible, because we don't want to just talk about the esoteric and, you know, all of the, the dread, the bad stuff, because there is, there are things that you can do to actively work on letting stuff go. So what is, what has worked for you? Some tangible, actionable pro, um, processes, tasks that people can implement to let go. 
Ooh, so I mean, if it's physical items, I think the biggest thing I, I was actually I did that this week. I did that yesterday, cleared, decluttered my entire workspace, um, my entire desk, home office, um, so that it could be a lot more efficient and you know work for me. And the the letting go in that sense was literally physical things that I had that were no longer working for me. You know, um, I got this desk and I set up this beautiful space, but I wasn't sitting at it. I wasn't using it because the energy didn't feel right. I'll be honest. Like I, I convinced myself that Starbucks was better mm -hmm. and I should just go sit in a Starbucks because I couldn't sit at my desk. And I convinced myself that that was the reality when I really should have gone through and got really clear about what I actually needed in my space so that I could utilize it. But I'll use another small example and it's not even tangible. It's really just being more mindful within that time frame that you're feeling those feelings of anxiety or fear or doubt or whatever. While I was having my IG live with um, Women We Love segment, I got a phone call from a client and the phone rang while the actual live was happening. And in that immediate second, I was like, shit, I just lost business. You know, because I couldn't answer the call because I'm doing a live. And I had to sit with that energy and tell myself, this is okay. Mm. I'm doing what I love. I'm also manifesting things that I need in my life through what I'm doing right now. That phone call, I can get back to when I'm done. Exactly. And that's, that was, that would have to be my thought process while this thing was happening. The phone is ringing and she called twice oh. and the missed call and I'm like, all right, just respond now. She also followed up with a text message. So, you know, my voicemail is there, but my immediate thought was, oh shit, I should not be doing this thing, this live thing, because I should be available for business. Mm. You know, but you can have all of those things. Yeah. You can have your clients and do the things that you love. You just, you're scheduling it, you know, and sometimes the schedule is going to work and sometimes it's not. But in a nutshell, I had to remind myself that this person's calling because they want to come here. They want me to help them with their service or do their service, et cetera. And that was something that I had to get back to is that I, I, I'm not ever losing. I'm always gaining. And whatever is seems like a loss isn't a loss. It's just not for me. Exactly. It is not for me. And that's, that's it, you know? And I, I have to constantly remind myself of that is that if it's not working, it's not meant for me. I love that. The boundaries piece of like, and then when you have those boundaries in place, like, you know, you were doing something, you know, you have everything set up if you can't be there um, and relinquishing the control of, I need to be there for everything to make sure that, you know, things come to fruition really, I think lets people respect you more, respect your time, respect your business, you know, because you're not like, I'm available all the time. It's like, no, I have a business. I have a life. I'm doing other things. And you're, I'm within 24 hours, I'm going to get back to you. And so that's a beautiful way of how to let go in that moment and still be, and still be able to be present in your interview while mm -hmm. battling feelings and emotions of guilt or fear or lack mentality. And that's not easy. And you've, you've developed a strong mindset and a strong heart set around that. Um, which I absolutely love. And I think some things that I'd add to that, that I try to do is I try to journal or voice note, just get part of letting go is that you're holding things on. So if you can journal how you feel, or what the F happened in that situation, get it out of your energetic space and your mind and your bandwidth somewhere else that's outside of you, it's already opening up space for you.
right? You're already starting to process it because you've gone through it. So I love journaling or voice noting, whatever works for you. And then this is what I do a lot with you <laughs> is if you can't do it for yourself, call your friend or someone you love and, and have, and just be like, you know, I'm having a, I'm having a down moment and I just need you to remind me of how great I am or my, 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 my values, my worth, my strength. I'm just, I'm in a moment of weakness and I can't, I just need to hear it validated. And I think hearing that well is makes you stronger to remember why you need to either continue to let go or why this thing actually really does need to be gone from your life. Right. Right. No, it's, it's so important. And I know that our biggest um, repeat, something that we keep talking about is the tribe, you know, and just having people in your life and manifesting those people in your life, curating those spaces for yourself so that you do feel solidified. You do feel validated in the spaces that you're trying to create, you know, and it's not always family. It's not always people that you've known for a million years. It could be complete strangers off the internet. Mm -hmm. You know, some of my biggest um, supporters, cheerleaders, hype women are on Instagram, mm -hmm. you know, and they are forever sharing and showering me with love based on things that I'm showing and posting and celebrating. But it's, it's always having that gratitude to give back. And I think when you think about it from that mindful place, it's things will come back in the space that you need them to, but you have to recognize that this is what is in front of you. Exactly. You know, you have to recognize those spaces. Yes. And I mean, going back to what you're saying about finding your tribe and things like that, for me, what used to help me is I would literally type in before I really knew about podcasts, I would type into YouTube and be like, how to let go of whatever right. I was having and just hear other people's experiences. Cause again, now there's more, uh, avenues and things and resources for you to, to do that. But I used to live when I went to, I went to school, I went to post-grad in, in this major part of the city that I live in. And there was, there's a chapters Indigo there. And after school, I would like live in that chapter's indigo and I would live in the self-help section and just like, I was obsessed about finding books around either your health or how to deal with whatever personal issue I felt like I was dealing with. And so, so much of what I share now and talk about now is from that period of time when I was just like reading and learning. And then another thing, which I know is hard now because of COVID and a post COVID world, but travel, going mm -hmm. out and just getting a fresh, breath of air and perspective on how other people are living and that your small problem or your big problem, like I'm not going to trivialize people's issues here because you might be going through something that's really big and really tough. And I want to honor your journey through that, but going somewhere else or even just a walk and being in nature can really either distract you or give you a different perspective to see what you're going through as um, a lesson or maybe a gift or maybe a roadblock that once you get over that, you're going to become stronger. Yeah. I love the fact that you use the word distraction. And I think that we don't spend enough time realizing that that's what our social media exists for. You know, it is a distraction. Like it is, it is set up and designed for us to be on for several hours a day. Mm -hmm. And that is what we have bought into. So the idea that you can take that same situation of being distracted and apply it to back into your wellness really because that's what nature is helping us do find ourselves again um is really really crucial and i love that you actually do do that you do go out for walks you do post about it and it kind of also helps me remember to do those things so i love that you share that you know you've got your vitamins it helps me you talk about drinking more water which also helps me so even on a social media level mm -hmm. 
people online who do support what you would like to see yourself doing and where you want to be in your life is also important. It also helps you let go of the things that are in your life that aren't, aren't there for you anymore, you know? And, and I, and I, didn't take that to heart. I, I talked about it and I preached it to other people, but I still was in this vicious cycle of watching and following people who I was either jealous of, or I wanted to be like, or I compared myself to. And it hurt so much. Like it was constantly this turmoil within me where I'm like, I'm not doing enough. I should be doing more. Look what they're doing. Look at their following count. And I I had to delete my social media. I had to get off. I had to, you know, let go of what was hurting me. And a lot of it was self-induced. <laughs> I put myself there. I put myself out there on this platter and didn't realize how much it was actually hurting my, my core. I think that's so real. And I think you are so honest with yourself, which is hard. But when you're that honest about like, what am I really doing this for? Am I on social media because it's helping me or is it making me feel worse? And you know, there's a quote, uh, forgive me, I forget who said it, but they say that comparison is the thief of all joy. And when you're going through the hard process of letting things go, that comparison monster can, can really drag you back. You know, you know, let's just go on a very basic level, you know, letting go of a relationship or a job you know, you're stalking that person or the, the person that they're with, or you're stalking how great the company's doing now with that, that person that took your, your position or what have you. It's just not serving you at all. And so um, having boundaries around even that self-care piece of deleting social media or whatever else can really help aid you in that letting go journey. And I'm curious for you, and then I can share after, what has been your biggest lesson or biggest win or proudest result of letting go like if you could tell yourself something like letting go is so good because of xyz what would it be Ooh, letting go is when you can finally come to a place where you are ready to actually jump ship um i will use my my childhood experience as one when i decided officially that i was going to leave home i was 15 years old when I decided I didn't, I no longer, we're going to get a little heavy here, but I no longer wanted to be in my household. And I was a baby. I was 15. I didn't know anything about, you know, being on my own and taking care of myself. I mean, my mom raised me well enough that I could cook and clean and, and shelter. And I knew how to go about doing those things, but the everyday life of being on your own and also juggling school and trying to have a social life, but not too social because people realize that, you know, I, I lived on my own. So it's like the party girl, but I wasn't a party girl. I just really wanted to be in a safer environment. Right. And I finally came to that place and said, this is no longer going to be my voice. It's no longer going to be my story. Mm -hmm. I, there was a lot of fear around it, of course, but when I finally decided that that was the moment and I, and I actually left, I actually walked away. I, there was, such a sense of relief and self-awareness that I can only give credit to today when I talk about it, where I was so clear about what I really wanted for myself that when I finally left, it's like all that clarity really just popped up. Like everything that I really needed for myself surfaced. I needed, you know, people to help me um, get groceries and people showed up. I needed to have a beautiful Christmas and that showed up. I needed to find a, an apartment that, you know, I 
for myself. And I got that. And just so many doors opened when I finally made that decision that I was out. I was done. I, I couldn't do this anymore. And in so many scenarios, I could have gotten pregnant. I could have started drugs. I could have ended up on the streets. I could have been homeless. I could have been pimped out. I, there were so many things that could have happened to me because of the state that I was in, my mindset. I didn't have a strong mind. I just knew that I didn't want to be home anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, it was because I was so clear. I was so adamant about what I really needed for myself that I didn't, no harm came to me because I wasn't even processing the harmful stuff. I was processing how beautiful everything was gonna be when I finally left, when I finally got out. That was my only focus. I knew that I wanted to finish school. I knew that I wanted to be independent and pay my own bills. I knew that I wanted to take care of myself. I knew that I wanted a dog and I got a dog. I knew I wanted my own apartment and I painted it all the colors that I loved. Mm -hmm. Those were my focus. Not if I was gonna end up on drugs, if I was gonna get pregnant, if somebody was gonna hurt me, I couldn't, I couldn't focus there, even though those were real realities that could have, could have manifested for me, you know, but the, the big picture was, Hey, I am done. And this is what I want for my future. And I wrote it down and it took me at least two years to get to that place. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was planning this since I was 13, 14 years old, I knew I wasn't going to be home anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was a baby. I was literally a baby. Well, like when I think about the fact that I was 12 and 13 trying to figure out how to live life by myself um. is a scary thought for anybody, but I I had a vision. I knew that I wanted to be bigger than a statistic. Mm -hmm. I wanted something that people would look up to and be like, wow, how did you do that? I wanted to be that girl. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way that I saw myself. And that is what allowed me to jump ship and just go for it. And then repercussions of that is I'm living literally my best life. Even in the lowest moments, they have still been my best life because I know that I made the clear choice to get to that place. Mm. Wow. Can we just take that in? (laughs) Holy shit. Like there's so many gems that I got from that, you know, Um, this whole concept of being pushed or pulled toward your desired outcome. You know, you, you were, you were pushed out of that scenario because of how bad it was, but you allowed the dream that you envisioned to pull you to that pull you out of the funk, pull you out of the shit. Um, so, you know, not one is not better or, the, or worse than the other, but it's like, are you motivated by pain or are you motivated by pleasure um, to let go of this scenario? And, you know, like you said, I mean, there's been times when I've traveled and I look back at what I did, I'm just like, whoa, there's a lot, of, I could have been like trafficked. Like there's a lot of shit that could have gone wrong in, in what was a really awesome experience, but it could have gone sideways very easily. And if I was focused on fear, like you were saying, you know, you get what you think about, but you get what you feel about. If your intention for leaving home was, yes, I need to get out of here. But if you're pushed and motivated by anger and fear and resentment, it's very easy for that to have come into your life. And you were just motivated by, I need, I need to be in a better situation that's going to lift and empower me. And that's what you did. And that's what I've done in the past too. And the expansiveness of letting that go is, is bar none. And I look back at some of the things that I've journaled, you know, when I was really stuck on a particular relationship or a particular job or experience that I couldn't let go. I look back and I'm just like, I'm living this amazing life, but I'm still thinking about X, Y, and Z, like how stupid. And if I could go back to myself 10 years ago, 15 years, however long, I would literally tell myself, do whatever the hell you need to do to work on being able to let shit go faster because none of it matters and you'll just get what you want that much faster. But you know what? I'm going to say this because I actually, 
you're taking from me, I'm taking from you. Because I truly believe, I remember when you broke up with an ex and you gave yourself so much time to process and truly let go and truly move on. Like, I mean, I'm sure he creeped up here and there when we saw, you know, social media photos, whatever, but you gave yourself so much time before you jumped into the next thing. I, I honor you for that because I don't think anybody takes that much time to self-reflect and come back into themselves and take away what they need to take away before they jump into the next relationship, the next date, the next whatever. And I wish, I mean, I need to embody that. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I don't think I've ever said that to you before, but I remember you were like, it was like nine months later or something after this guy that you had, you know, either he left you, you left him, it was mutual, whatever. And there was some little drama, you know, with the breakup thing. And you took your time before you, saw another person before you engaged in a meaningful relationship that wasn't just, you know, going out on a date and grabbing a drink because you wanted more than that. And you were so clear about what you wanted your next relationship to look like. And then you manifested that. And then that didn't necessarily work out, but you knew what you needed for the next time, mm -hmm. you know? And I think you came to that pause and you came to that space because you took your time to actually visualize what you needed next. You know, like you've done that before. And I, and I, I, I wish I did that because I literally have jumped around from relationship to relationship. Like I'll be the first person to admit that shit, but you, you never did that. You always self-reflected. And I, when I think about reflection, I always think about, you're always in the back of my mind because I'm always thinking I need to reflect more. I need to understand more why I was feeling this way so that I can truly let go of what's going on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you. And I will caveat saying that I can easily just get a little bit too stuck in the overthinking. <laughs> so there's balance. There's balance to everything. But, you know, to, to wrap up, we just want you to know that no matter what you're going through, you are loved and you need to remind yourself of that. Not even just from an external perspective, like, yes, you are loved. Like you love, you need to love yourself. And part of letting go is self-love. And that's what we're all about here. And part of letting go is also um, dreaming. You need to continue to dream. You need to dream about where you want to be next and what you want to do for yourself and where you see yourself. And even if it's the short term, even if it's only next week or next month or the end of the year, you need to keep dreaming so that you can get to those places that you want to get to. But in all fairness and in all honesty, the biggest thing is you are loved. So thank you so much, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Peace, guys.